0: morning, church. It's good to be here again in the lounge on this beautiful well, Friday morning. But here we are again to bring another sermon, another sermon on Sunday for us. And praise God for the camera in front of me, that as we live in level four of lockdown, that we can continue to still meet around god's word and what a blessing that is that um, we can meet in our lounges and that um, we can come and hear what god's word has to say to our minds to, to our hearts to our whole being as we now listen to the sacred scriptures and what it says to us please turn with me to 1 timothy i'm going to be reading from 1 timothy chapter 3 And I'm going to be reading from verse 14. So I invite invite you all to turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 3, starting at verse 14. I hope to come to you soon. And this is Paul writing to Timothy. I hope to come to you soon. But I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for another beautiful morning here in Robertson. I thank you for the rain that has fallen I thank you that you are not only taking care of your creation, but us as well, your created beings. Thank you that we are created in your image. Thank you that you are mindful of us. And thank you that you have given us your word to help us to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. So, Father, as I come now to preach your word, help me to be faithful and sound. Help us to listen. Help us to hear what your word has to say to us about behavior in the church. Father, thank you again for the sacred scriptures that they always bring us back to the truth, bring us back to what your word says so that we can, can can do everything in a godly way, in a way that pleases and honors you and glorifies you. So Father, thank you now for this morning. Help me to be heard and understood. Help us all to listen. Pray us this us all in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought while we're still in lockdown and Lord willing churches will open soon I thought I'd look at behavior in the church maybe we've forgotten how to behave in the church because we've been in our homes and we've just come as we please and sit as we please and and do as we please and it's lovely that we're in our homes and we can have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and uh, or a hot cup of Milo and and listen to the message. So. I'm going to refresh us and remind us of our behavior in the church. Is it important to a Christian to know how to behave in the church? Is it important? Can we behave as we please in the church? Is it important for the pastor to know how to behave in the church? Can he behave as he pleases in the church? Does God approve of our behavior in robertson reformed community church what is our behavior like now can we just arrive on a sunday or can someone just arrive on a sunday they're hungry and just go up to the lord's table and help themselves to some juice and bread can they can they do that can can we just come to church on a sunday and sing as we please sing what what we want to sing Read what we want to read. Preach what we want to preach. And pray what we want to pray. Can we just do as we please? Can we just behave in the church as we want to? Now, the word behave means the way that you do and say things, and the things you do and say. That's what I mean by the word behave. I think of it like this as well. When when I'm invited out to to friends and to family, church friends, and I come to your homes with my wife and children, Catherine and Timmy and Troy, you've probably forgotten what they look like, but they're still here, they're on the other side of the camera, listening and smiling. But just say, we come to your home. Now, can Timmy and Troy just say, Dad, Dad, look at that lovely lounge suite. Yes, or it'll make a lovely trampoline. And just go off and jump up and down as they... Please. Or can they just go into the kitchen and help themselves to coffee, tea and biscuits and make peanut butter sandwiches and just do as they please? Do we have the liberty to do that as we go into each other's homes? Do we have the liberty just to do what we want to do in our churches? And, you know, we have to also look back at the Old Testament. And see, could the Old Testament people and priests do as they pleased in the context of the Old Testament laws? Well, we go back to Leviticus, where we read of Nadab and Abahu, the sons of Aaron, though they could not offer or could offer incense on unauthorized fire as they pleased and when they pleased, so that they couldn't just... Offer incense on any fire, on an unauthorized fire. They couldn't do as they pleased because when they did that, well, they soon learned, and so did the whole of Israel, that any unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he did not command, God would deal with the priests, which he did. Fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. What a warning to the Israelites then, and the people of God then. And what a warning to us, the people of God today, and the church. That God is serious about behavior in the church. But if you're still saying, oh, well, no, that's not serious. Come on, Mark. But yeah, here is something more that happened. Something else that happened in the Old Testament. We just go back to the sad and tragic example of Uzzah, the life of Uzzah. Now, Uzzah, this is back in, in 2 Samuel chapter 6. There was a time when Uzzah and some people were driving the new cart with the Ark of God. And when they came to the, the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah put out his hand to the Ark of God and took hold, hold of it for the oxen stumble. Now, yeah, he thought it was doing good. The the, the the oxen stumble, the, the cart moves, and the ark is about to fall off. And he rushes ahead to stop it from falling and breaking and shattering into pieces. He thought he was doing something good. But not in the Lord's eyes. Not in God's eyes. Listen to what the rest of the verse says. The Lord's anger was kindled against Uzzah and God struck him down there because of his error and he died besides the ark of God. I mean, he thought he was doing something good, but not according to God's word, not according to God's way and standard of how the priests and the Israelites were supposed to behave before the true living God. I mean, at the end of the day, the Levites were allowed to carry the ark. And they carried the Ark of God with poles that fitted through rings attached to the Ark. The the Levites were the priests and they were the ones that were allowed to come near the Ark. And there was a specific way of carrying the Ark. And they were told of that, of this in the Old Testament laws. So were the Israelites allowed to do as they pleased? Were the people of Israel, were the the, um, priests allowed to do as they pleased as they worshipped the true living God? No. Children, there's a challenge. When schools open again, and you're allowed to go back to school, go to the principal's office. Do as you please. Open up her computer and play TV games, or computer games. What do you think will happen? Okay, I'm only joking. Don't do that. But what do you think will happen if you just went into your principal's office and just opened up her laptop and played on it there will be consequences there will be ramifications so the question can pastors and the congregation behave as they please in their churches well turn with me now to 1 timothy chapter 3 verse 15 and we're going to look at two factors Two factors to challenge us to see why it is so important for us to behave in the church God's way. God's way. Behaviour that God approves. Now the first factor that we want to to look at, to challenge us, to see why it's important to behave in the church of, of God, His way, is that the church is the place of the living God. And we see this in verse 15 of 1 Timothy chapter 3. I'll just read it again. Follow with me as I read. If I delay, says Paul, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God. The church is the place where God dwells with his people. It's the household of God. It's, it's the, the living God, where, where, where God dwells with his people. It's a special people that, that, that are there. And they are the special people clothed in Christ's righteousness. 2 Corinthians says, For our sake, he made him, God made Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So there's a special people that come to God's household, which is the church, church of the living God. And when I say we become the righteousness of God, we are declared right before God. We are standing in a righteous relationship before God. We are declared right before God as we stand before him, as we come to worship him in the church. I mean, 1 Peter 2.10 says, Once we were not a people, but now we are God's people. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. And there on the cross is where we received mercy. Jesus died for us that we might no longer live for ourselves. No longer live for ourselves, but for Him. who For our sake died and was raised. Christ Jesus is the one who... Who loved the church and gave himself up for the church. He's the one that has saved us so that we may no longer live for ourselves. May no longer do as we please when it comes to church as well. And we come to church clothed in his righteousness, in obedience to his teachings. Who does the church belong to? That's a question we should we should ask and answer. Who does the church belong to? Whose idea was church? Especially for people to come together and gather together and worship together on a Sunday. Whose idea was it? Was it man's idea or was it God's idea? Well, if we read in the scriptures, church is God's idea. Not man's idea. From all eternity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit were in perfect agreement about creating the church as God's people. God is the designer. God created the church. It was God's idea to send his only begotten son, Jesus, into the world to die for sinners, to bring us to God. Church is from God through Christ Jesus. And it's through him we are reconciled to God. So the church is the church of the living God because of who we are in Christ Jesus. Like I said, we are clothed in His righteousness to worship the true living God in spirit and truth for His glory. And if you are there to worship for His glory, we cannot behave in the church as we please. We we need to know that before the foundation of the world God was preparing a community of people on earth to worship Him. God has always been in the process of of saving individuals to establish a a corporate or an assembly of people to come together in a corporate manner, in in a corporate body. And we know we come in the body of Christ when we come together on a Sunday. Someone said, just as there was a corporate body, Israel, in the Old Testament... There is a body of people in the New Testament, the church. And we can truly say that there's always been a community of people on the earth worshipping the true living God. There's always been a people assembling together before the true living God, coming together as an assembly of people. The church is the people of God. And I've said that a lot. The church is the people of God who come together on a Sunday. But unfortunately, we are now scattered during this time of COVID-19. We are scattered, but we are still the church. We are still united together as one in Christ Jesus. We are the body of Christ and individually members of it. We are the body of Christ. We are still connected We are still together, even as we are scattered in our own homes. We notice in verse 15 of 1 Timothy chapter 3, that the church is the household of God, is the household of God, of the living God. The church is a people, not buildings. Now, that's the other thing we must know. That's why we are still the church scattered, because the church is not is not labeled as a building. The church is not connected to a building. The building is not the church. The people in the building are the church. So the people come together as a people of God. We are in a covenant relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And we come, like I said, clothed in His righteousness to worship Him. In a way that brings him honour and glory. Because, just to make note here, we share the same righteous status as the risen Christ himself. With whom we are united now and forever. It is so important for for us as the church to know that we are united together with Christ. The church is his body and we come together to to honour him through his body. And Christ is the head of the body, the head of the church. And what makes the true church different from any other gathering or or any other assembly is that our God, the true living God, dwells with us. There's a big difference. There's a lot of people that meet out there, assuming that God is dwelling with them. But if they're not in Christ Jesus, and if they're not clothed in His righteousness, God does not dwell with them. That's what the scriptures tell us. That's what the authoritative word of God tells us. Not man. God is telling us that. Well, listen to scripture. We've just said God's word tells us this. So let's listen to what God says. God's word says, What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will, that's a promise, I will dwell in them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Did did we read that? I will dwell in them and walk among them. See, as we gather together as a family of God, together as a Christian church, preaching and teaching the gospel of Christ the way that God requires So that God's presence and God's glory can dwell with us. The church is is God's family where God's children fellowship with God. Our bodies are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit indwells us. Therefore, God is present with us. There's one God, three persons, and one person is the Holy Spirit. We can say the triune God dwells with us. God, the Father, God, the Son... And God the Holy Spirit. Someone said, The church is therefore the people of God and the assembly of Christ because it is the fellowship of the Spirit. We come to church united together in Christ in His Spirit who indwells us, and our bodies are therefore the temple of God. We bought with the precious blood of Christ. We, we are not our own. Therefore, we cannot do as we please in the church. Does behavior matter in the church? Yes. Because the church is the church of the living God. It's the household of God, which is the church of the living God. It's where God dwells with his people and where we fellowship with the true living God. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. if we want to stop God, this is serious, if we want to stop God from being present with us, from dwelling with us and us having fellowship with Him, then all we have to do is abuse Him and abuse His word. Preach what we want to. Sing what we want to. Pray what we want to. We need to know that we have a responsibility Especially as pastors and as church goers, we have a responsibility to to behave in the church God's way and God's standard. I cannot just preach as I please. I cannot just come on a Sunday and tickle our ears and and entertain you, and 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 and, and improve your your. Your cool. self development and, and, and build you up through motivational talking. I come with the sacred scriptures, I come with the, the, the holy scriptures. Knowing that the Holy Spirit's going to do His work through the Scriptures, through me, into your lives and build you up in Christ and make you the men and women God wants you to be. And at the same time, it's going to transform you, sanctify you and transform you more and more into Christ-likeness. So you can go out there and walk in the same manner as Christ did. And is it easy? No, it's hard. We need God's grace. We need to know that we hear Christ preached Every Sunday. To to, to give us the strength. To to help us. We we need to to stop tickling the congregation's ears. Stop entertaining their souls. And stop preaching another gospel. Stop preaching God's gospel. Because if we stop preaching the gospel of the grace of God. If we stop preaching the word of grace. Well the word of grace is what builds us up. If we're not preaching the gospel, what is building up the church? That's the question I ask. And it's not God. It's man. And we're building our lives on sand, on quicksand, not on solid rock. We are the household of We are the family of God, which is the church of the living God. Therefore, we need to worship God in humility and faithfulness to the sacred scriptures. We need to honor God how we open up these scriptures in fear and trembling and share it with the congregation. And the congregation needs to open up the scriptures in fear and trembling and allow it to sanctify them and transform them more into Christ-likeness so they can walk in the same manner as Christ. Loving God with all their heart, soul, mind and strength. And then loving their neighbor. Going out there and loving and caring for those in need. So to know that the church is the church of the living God. Should cause us to behave in the church that that pleases and honors God. that, That God approves. So this one factor this one factor that we looked at from 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, to challenge us to see why it's important to behave in the church God's way. And we know the church is the place of the living God. That was our first factor. Lord willing, we'll come to our second factor next week. But this first factor, the church is the place of the living God. Will we be challenged to behave in God's church God's way? There is, there on the cross, Jesus died to bring us to God, his Father, for us to walk humbly and faithfully with him, knowing, like Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. And the only way we can pertain to life and godliness is by a behavior in the church that God approves. And by a behavior in our homes that God approves. We are called to show forth God's glory and excellence. We are also called to proclaim God's excellencies. So the question is, if we are not behaving in our churches God's way, why should the watching world, the unbelievers, the people that we share and proclaim God's excellencies to, why should they believe us and trust us with what we proclaim? Especially if we do not behave in the church God's way. We are clothed in Christ's righteousness. We're not our own. We've been bought with the precious blood of Christ. And we are in him and we are to behave in the church in his way for him and his glory. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we could look at this passage and just look at one factor on that will help us to behave in the church according to your word and your way and according to your standard. But forgive us, Father, for we are not always seen the household of God as the church of the living God. We kind of just do as we please, we kind of entertain ourselves. But forgive us, Father. Please be merciful to us. Be merciful to me and Robertson Reform Community Church if in any way we are not behaving in your church in a way that you approve. Help us to identify, it. help us to to confess our sins, and help us to to want to to do things faithfully, sincerely, genuinely, and honestly to your glory. So Father, help us now, help us to, to, to use this first factor to examine our hearts, to see individually and as a church, are we behaving in your church, your way? A way that you approve. So help me, Father. Give us wisdom. Give us wisdom to to know that that that, that God's church is built on his word. It's there to, to teach us, to rebuke us, to to refute us and to correct us and to train us in righteousness, so that we who are clothed in Christ's righteousness can behave in the church that you approve. Help us, Father. Give us wisdom to do that. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to close with a benediction from Ephesians Ephesians chapter 3. Please turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Listen to these beautiful words penned by the Apostle Paul. Was moved by the Holy Spirit and gave him these words for us. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And God's children say, Amen.